We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, welcome back to the Binkley Kramer Sansone. Sean Barber, former chief and former Eagle, in here with us as well. Maybe he'll shine some light on Terrell Owens because... Sean Barber had the uh, unique opportunity of playing right before Terrell got to Philadelphia, then right after Terrell got to Philadelphia. I'm sure he knows plenty of players that played with him as uh, Terrell Owens may make a comeback in the NFL. I'm not buying it, but uh, that could happen. By the way, Barber played on the uh, 2002 Eagles team, the only year Andy Reid won Coach of the Year. But now on the line with us now is Trey Wingo. Trey is brought to us today by Caesar Sportsbook. Your first bet is on Caesars. Bet up to $1,250, and if you don't win – You'll get it back as a free bet. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 plus. Trey, great to hear from you this morning. Oh, how are we? Great to be with you. Hey, it's good to hear from you. And uh, I just brought it up a second ago. Terrell Owens says that what uh, the Cowboys have been in contact with him. Um, it's one thing to call Jerry Jones quote office. It's another thing to have him call you. Yeah, um, I love To. Like he was a great. Uh, we had him on Half Forgotten History podcast, and he talked about it over a year ago. But let's just remember, uh, he's 49, and he uh, his last incarnation in the NFL, he was dropping passes as a member of the Seahawks. Uh, and uh, I just don't know anything over time that's going to change that. Uh, he's, he's a physical specimen. There's no question about it. Uh, he looks like he was carved out of, you know, some granite. Oh yeah. But there's no, I uh, look, if, if it happens, hey, good for him. Do I think it's going to happen? Absolutely not. Trey, when you, when you look at the AFC West, it's every day. There's a different story. Uh, the Broncos firing Hackett, obviously Russell Wilson has been a big story. Then the Raiders say, hold my beer. And uh, <laughs> basically their car is gone for what the next two, two games, very bizarre situation. The AFC West is really weird because people are really talking up this division before the season started, everybody making hot takes of the Chargers or Broncos or Raiders winning the division. There, Andy Reid just goes and wins it seven straight years. But all these teams make these moves to try to stop the Chiefs in this division, and it's backfiring on them. Both the Broncos and Raiders, I don't know who's in a worse spot right now, Trey. Who's in a worse position? Uh, that's a great question because um, neither one of them are great. Let's be clear. Uh, you know, I, I think – that the, the Broncos might be in a worse position because they, there's nothing they can do, right? That, that contract that they gave Russell Wilson is now an anchor around that franchise. Um, you know, at, at least with the Raiders, there's a path to move on to something new. Although I'm not sure Derek Carr is the problem. You know, he's never had a uh, – his entire tenure there and uh, with the Raiders, he's never had a defense in the top half. Uh, of the NFL, and, you know, there are weapons there, right? Darren Waller wasn't there all year. Hunter Renfro missed a bunch of the year. Um, The Broncos have no no out right now. There's just no out. They gave up, what, two firsts, two seconds, a third, two players, and $150 million guaranteed for Russell Wilson. They're stuck with it for a couple of years. There's nothing they can do. 
the Raiders clearly are, are deciding they're going to do something. So uh, I, I guess in that way, it might be slightly better for the Raiders, but the, the, the Broncos, they, they have no out for a couple of years. There's no, there's no path around the thing that's a problem for them. My man, Trey, this is Sean Barber, man. Hey, man, it's a blessing to be on here with you. Obviously, once, once, once in a blue moon, man, you're going to have to get me on that more than football podcast you're rolling with. Uh, you're doing some great things, obviously, and um, across the, all the, the different platforms. Um, I've been following you on Twitter and everything, and, and, and I hear that, you know, you, you brought up the fact that our man Tua, the Miami Dolphins, yeah. missed it again, right? It's, 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 yeah. it's unthinkable you can miss it the first time, but for the same organization to miss two concussions and keep putting that guy back out there, what is the long-term plan for the Miami Dolphins as far as that quarterback position? Yeah, that's a great question, Sean. Um, you know, they have – they box themselves into this corner, um, you know. And, and again, the NFL has their responsibility. The independent neurological observer has their responsibility. But to me, it has to be more of the Dolphins' responsibility. This is this is your guy. You, you you've invested in him. You've given him every possible weapon he needs to be successful. And when he's healthy, it's working. But I don't understand how the Miami Dolphins, as a team, aren't making sure that there is somebody that their sole responsibility is to make sure that Tua looks okay, right? Like there needs to be someone that said, hey, wait wait a minute. And I know the independent uh, neurological observer is there, but I, if I'm the Dolphins and this is my guy, I'm not waiting on somebody else. I'm making sure that we do what we need to do to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Because, yes, he's in concussion protocol for the second time, but he's really had three concussions in about 16 weeks. Man. Uh, and and – because they, they changed the concussion protocol because they missed it the first time in, in Miami in that game against the Bills. So while technically he wasn't in concussion protocol, I mean, they, they made sure that no one could do what he did or the Miami Dolphins did by putting him back in the game that time. So I don't know if there's a doctor anywhere that would put their medical record on the line right now and say, yeah, that guy's good to go. Let's put him back in. So they have to look long and hard about putting Tua's health over any possibility of the, of the playoffs this year. If they get in, great. If they don't, if he doesn't play, you got to make sure we're good with him for as long as we can have him play. Man, that's great. We, we talk about the quarterback position, and we wrap it back around. Obviously, we care here in, in uh, Kingdom about the AFC West. Man, the quarterback position, it seems like every team except for the, the, the Chargers and the Chiefs, now, these, these two other AFC uh, West teams, man, they're really struggling at the quarterback position. The Raiders going to sit them. Um, and now, you know, obviously with the Denver Broncos still sticking with uh, uh, Russell Wilson. Man, what, what it was, what's the hopes for these two teams going forward with their quarterback position? Well, you know, first of all, I'm, I'm, I got to say, I'm sure it wasn't upsetting news in Chiefs Kingdom <laughs> that Jared Stidham's going to start the last two weeks of the season against San Francisco and you guys. Uh, because. Uh, you know, everything could be in play for Kansas City. Uh, you guys, you guys went out. You have, I believe, you have a real opportunity to, to get the one seed because I don't know what's going to happen in that Bills Bengals game on, on Monday night. Um, I like Jared Stidham. He went to my, you know, he played for my alma mater, but I just don't know how you can say to your fan base, hey, we're really trying these last two games against San Francisco and Kansas City. We're going to break out Jared Stidham. Uh, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work. And you guys are unbelievably blessed with, I call him the alien unicorn in Mahomes. Um, you know, every year they try and say, well, I like this guy better and I like this guy. And that's great. I have Patrick Mahomes and I have the receipts. 
you know, until all those other quarterbacks that everyone loves do half the things that he's done, I think we're good with 15. Is is the MVP should he squid and send it to Mahomes? Is he is he just the outright winner in your mind? Yeah, because for two reasons: one, he is, <laughs> and and two, you know, uh, it, you can make the argument that it shouldn't be the best quarterback on the best team who wins the MVP every year, but that's what it is. I mean, we can, like Justin Jefferson has put up unbelievable MVP type numbers. There's no question. You can make the argument. Nick Bosa is putting up. Uh, unbelievable numbers. I mean, not as good as Aaron Donald a few years ago or, or even T.J. Watt. Uh, and those guys didn't come close to winning. Patrick Mahomes has the most passing yards and the most passing touchdowns and the number one offense and r- right now the number two scoring offense by, you know, uh, one-tenth of a point behind Philadelphia for a team that lost Tyreek Hill. He is doing more with less than most people do with more. I mean, it's not just what he's doing, it's who he's doing it with and who he lost, and we still have these numbers. You can pretend like somebody else is going to win the MVP, but at this point you're just pretending. Trey, one thing in Kansas City, a game that we're all going to be watching uh, with purpose because the Chiefs do have Russell Wilson and Jared Stidham coming up, is Cincinnati-Buffalo. And yep. Cincinnati, we have, the Chiefs have the cushion on them, even though both teams have beaten the Chiefs. That game is a monster. And I love it because it's two other quarterbacks, and you battle who's better, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Great, great quarterback battle, great team battle. Two teams trying to, you know, be where the Kansas City Chiefs are. Can the Chiefs still win the AFC, or the, excuse me, the AFC West be the number not AFC? They already won the AFC West. Be the number one seed in the AFC. Can Cincinnati beat Buffalo Monday night? I think they can, and I think the schedule uh, is very favorable for the Chiefs. Um, look. The Bills are a one-point favorite, and Josh Allen and company do great in primetime games. He's 11-3 and three in his career as a starter in primetime games. If he wins Monday night, um, he'll be only the fourth quarterback since the merger to win 12 of his first 15 primetime games. The other three were Donovan McNabb, as Sean knows, uh, uh, Russell Wilson, and Tony Romo. But I, that Cincinnati team, they're, you know, they, they're just – they're a tough out. Like Buffalo's won six in a row. Cincinnati's won seven. Um, now the Bengals are a little banged up, and that's going to be problematic. But the Bills' offense isn't the offense that we saw for the first month and a half, two months of the season. They hit and miss a little bit. Their running game is still a too much reliant on Josh Allen, in my opinion. Uh, and they don't have the, the layers and the depth in that offense that I think I, both Kansas City and Cincinnati have. You know, Cincinnati is is uh they're they're really tough, and I I just think that the Bills haven't played a a a team like Cincinnati yet on their schedule. Uh, you know, I hate to say this in Kansas City, Cincinnati's best might be better than anybody's best, but it doesn't show up every week. Hmm. Good way to put it, Trey. I did want to ask you one final thing, and as I say, kind of for the end. Well, we discussed it earlier, and I want to get your opinion on it. So, as far as the NFL owners are concerned. You know, you look at Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, way down there. I was looking up this chart earlier that was put out before the season. $500 million net worth. The Broncos just sold for $4.6 million last year. He could essentially increase his net worth nine times if he were to sell the Raiders. Great stadium, traditional franchise. They've won three Super Bowls. And you always hear about the Raiders being cash-strapped. I'm just saying, Trey, I don't know if you want to say it. It's pretty cool to own an NFL team, but damn, it'd be tempting. 
Uh, it would, but if he waits another two years, it's probably going to be six billion. True. You know what I mean? It, it's just, and you're right. Then the stadium is such a big part of that. Um, there's cash strapped, and then there's NFL owner cash strapped, and those are two very different definitions of what cash strapped is. Like he's cash strapped in comparison to his other fellow NFL owners. True. But to the rest of us, you know, he's uh, he's using. Uh, hundred dollar bills uh, as napkins around his palatial estate. <laughs> well, Trey, it's been a great morning, man. I just want to uh, show you and tell you how much we appreciate all the work you do with the charities, our Special Olympics, uh, Friends of the Ronald McDonald House, uh, the V Foundation, Cancer Research, man. You're a great man. You're, you're creating a great legacy uh, to leave behind for your kids. And that might be the only thing I got you, BD. I got six kids. I think you got five. Uh, but besides that, man, uh, you, you, hell of a man and great job. Go Bears. Go ba- uh, uh, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Always good to be with you. That was Trey Wingo. This is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Your first bet is on Caesars. Bet up to $1,250, and if you don't win, you'll get it back as a free bet. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21+. plus. Good talking to Trey Wingo right there. But Trey's right. Like, if he holds on to it for two more, a couple more years, yeah, it's probably sick. He's, his, he, it's one of the cash-strapped teams in the NFL, which is weird thinking about a team that's won three Super Bowls. <laughs> It's a great franchise like the Raiders has, but new stadium, you're in Las Vegas. Yeah. You're worth $500 million, which is 31st in the NFL as far as ownerships with, with pockets. Yes, they're deep pockets. Yes, he's got a bunch of money. But in NFL terms, he didn't have much money. He's and you can a- sell it for 4.65. He could sell it for five. He could sell for the Raiders for $5 billion. The Broncos are 4.6. He could go five because it's a new stadium and it's in Las Vegas. He might get more than that. Would you take $500,000 and turn it into $5 billion? I mean, at the end of the day, he's got to stop rolling the dice on the quarterback position. Just get, get a solid offensive mind that knows how to put the offense together, uh, play sound defense. Um, listen, even we go back to when was it Jack Del Rio when, when he was running the team. Uh, I mean, you, you don't have to go out there and be a, you know, what do you say, um, anything to win, baby, all that kind of stuff. Just I mean, win, baby. I mean, he's fighting ghosts out there. I mean, he, he, you know, he's fighting his, his his father's legacy and trying to buy a championship. You can't do that. You just got to uh, put it t- together a, a great uh, staff to go out and um, scout and bring in great talent. Um, you know, I, I heard y'all talking last week about um, having you be, be the GM and I think Pete, Sweeney was going to be the uh, general manager or the head coach I could, or something like I that. I said, you're, you're slipping on Justin Fields. You're taking, you know, Trey Lance in front of him. And, and Trevor Lawrence, sure, I get it. He was a made man. Yeah. But Zach and uh, Trey Lance weren't made men, and Justin Fields was because he was in the playoffs and he knew how to play. But yeah, you're right, Sean. But we, you could be on the staff. Too. Me and you have looked at draft. Every, every draft, we, we put together our own draft boards. Yep. We, we, we show each other our notes. And I think that there's clearly opportunities where there are – can't miss kids. Their kids are just like, hey, man, across the board, his film is what it is. He killed it at the draft. Um, he looks great at a combine. Uh, this kid is made just to be a, a solid football player. And then you have these these guys that are kind of just, man, they just came on the scene, flashing the pan. They're, they're, they're measurables off the chart. If they're in the correct system with the correct coaching, which rarely ever happens, they could be superstars. I don't understand why teams keep swinging for the fences and coming up short when you have these solid – players each year that are coming through the uh, draft at the combines and me and you i, I think would you, you uh, what was it called the, uh- tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports clock at four Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Uh, the juicy. All, ju- all juice team. Oh, Trez and the all juice team. The Trez. Uh, God the bless Chiefs GMs soul. admitted to looking at. Like, you got GMs to. looked at Trez. You, of course. It's like a 95% success rate on the juice and team. And Trez was nails, man. He was nails with it, man. And so it, it, and it, was, a, it, was, a, it was a fail-safe system. You look at the film. The film don't lie. You look at the film. We talked about the guy from Baylor. You know, Wingo talked about it. But that, the safety from Baylor, when he came out, everybody's talking about these other safeties with great safeties, but – I think both of us looked at his film and was like, man, this guy's a hitter. Why did the Chiefs plays, getting paid? It's Jalen Petrie. He was, plays the, he was great, the Big 12 player, defensive player of the year. Great angles, high points the ball, uh, uh, plays to run well, pass. I mean, he was all around great safety. But in, in, on national um, rankings and stuff, he was like the sixth or seventh, you know, sometimes maybe even like the you know, 10th safety or whatever. I was like, man, these boys are all over the place. They, they're looking for these splash players, and they're ignoring quality football players. Yeah, I'm with you. When you look at this division, Sean, and obviously the Russell Wilson thing, we had in a lot of that. But Nathaniel Hackett, it's one of those things too, Sean, where like the people know it's a bad move before it happens. Like if you would have asked people around the league if it was a good move or not for Nathaniel Hackett, it would be overwhelming no, unless you did it. We're in Denver and drinking orange Kool-Aid. You have a guy with no coaching experience. Yes. Really, he had coaching experience, but let's put it this way. He was, quote, Aaron Rodgers – he was the offensive coordinator on a team where he didn't call the plays. Matt LaFleur did. You don't get credit for Aaron Rodgers. You don't. He's got four MVPs and he's back-to-back. You don't get credit for that. He goes to Denver. Okay, this is a team trying to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. You go with the guy that's never called plays in the National Football League. going to turn it to be a disaster because he didn't own the locker room, Sean. He got yeah. own the locker room and he couldn't do it. And then Russell Wilson comes here. I have no idea what happened. And then you get the Raiders – and I don't like this. I don't like Derek Carr not being with the team the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. I know it was, quote, a mutual decision. I consider that he could put his foot down. He said, no, I get paid. He's got $65 million guaranteed. Derek Carr's got $65 million guaranteed. I would have put – he, they would have listened to him. As long as he's Mr. Raider right now. If he would have put his foot down and says, no, I'm going to help Jarrett, I'm going to be a good teammate, and I want to be here these final two weeks because they're not officially eliminated from the playoffs. But just to walk away, mutual decision – I think that's bogus, and I think that's a very bad look for Derek Carr and the Raiders. Yeah, and, I, and going back to what you said with Denver, I think new ownership group comes to Denver, and they want to, hey, man, they, they they wanted to do something to, you know, bring the tickets sales back, and they had to do something kind of splashy. So they go after Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers' guy, right? Because Aaron Rodgers was, hey, he's on he's on the outs with, with Green Bay. Everybody thought he was going. Yeah, if you're not getting Aaron Rodgers, don't even <laughs> – well, I think it was a contingency plan, right? So I think the whole thought process from this ownership group was we can lure Aaron Rodgers here to Denver by going after his coach. And I think that, you know, they, they halfway got it done. They, they got the coach, and then Aaron Rodgers kind of balked and went back to Green Bay and left them um, looking and scrambling for somebody else to fill those shoes. And 
how can you look around? How can you actually try to find a plan B for Aaron Rodgers? There isn't. If that's the plan, they should have just scrapped the whole plan, fired the coach, and said, let's let's start back over uh, with the new search. But they didn't. They went with um, with Hackett. And, and, and it's not that even Hackett is a bad coach. If I, Actually, if I was the Chiefs thinking about expanding our staff, if you can bring in a, a good offensive mind and put him as an advisory role, I, I don't see a reason why we wouldn't bring yeah, him in. different between being on the staff and being the head guy. Oh, yeah. But, again, taking advantage of the, the intellect he has, right? Bring him in the building, have him start breaking down film. Obviously, he's already been paid for the next few years, so it, it ain't really a payroll issue. But um, just continuously bringing really bright minds is how uh, a coaching staff stays in front of the curve. And, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs have always found a way to stay in front of the curve because that coaching box each and every game, it's hard to find a coaching staff where you check the other team when you're facing the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, as far as the Raiders are concerned, though, I mean, listen, they don't have the money to back. Josh McDaniels has not done anything in this league. <laughs> Didn't work out in Denver. He's beaten Belichick a couple times. You'd think he, uh, or no, he lost to him to him, yeah. to him last time because that dumb decision they made, but they should have. They should have won that game. But he did beat him when he was in Denver, and, man, he wanted to throw a parade for that. But the situation there, who's in a worse situation right now? Denver? Because Devontae Adams may want gone, too. Yeah. I mean, he, he is not a happy man. He came, there, Adams, he came there to play with Derek Carr, right? I Devontae mean, that was the whole Adams thing, had 131 so. catches, 24 touchdowns his last year with Derek Carr at Fresno State. That's a ton. That is a ton of doing it. Here's, here's Devontae Adams yesterday. Obviously, I don't think anybody was excited about it in here. Um, you know, him being one of, one of my really good friends, and, you know, the reason why I came here in the first place. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here right now if he wasn't, uh, you know, if he wasn't here. So um, I think everybody knows how I feel about him and, and you know, with that said, there's a, there's a process of how things go, and I'm not going to sit here and, and go on and on, but obviously I support my guy, and, uh, you know, I, you know, we, we got to finish the season out, you know, the best way we can possible with, you know, all things considered at this point. But, uh, yeah, any, anything else that you guys got, you can you can leave that for, for Coach. Or, uh, so there's Devontae Adams right there. Devontae Adams was checked out. Yeah, it's man, his guy. It? And they're, they're in a mess, and I get it. The quarterback situation didn't go a different way. They have drafted terribly. That's why Mike Mayock's not in the league anymore because they couldn't draft. Yeah. And all like one of their draft picks, Jonathan Abram, for when you saw him play against Kansas City Chiefs with Seattle because everybody keeps cutting him. But the bottom line is, is Raiders in a better spot because they don't have Russell Wilson locked up? Or Sean Payton, who was talking about fixing Russell Wilson earlier, are they? Because I love the Broncos roster. That defense is great. Mm. The defense is very respectable. But, but you, who, you get, you get they're actually better so units much, than the Raiders. So much uh, money wrapped up into Russell, and it, and again, I, I don't it's think rad. I don't think there's too many answers for a head coach or offense coordinator to come in and it's about fix. I, I don't think Russell is broken. I think that there was a certain offensive game plan that was put together for him to be successful, and maybe just not many offensive coordinators are really fond of that that system. Uh, why, why, why wouldn't the, why wouldn't the Broncos go try to find uh, Brian Schottenheimer? Right, he was at, he was at Seattle for a long time, and that was where you know the, the days when it was the Legion of Doom and the Seahawks doing good and stuff. So find some some coaches from that staff that were part of when Russell was successful, and and maybe you know they say get the band back, get 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 Russell's peoples back together and bring them out to Denver and see if hey. They can put together something because the defense is good enough that if the offense was just top 20, if the, t- if the offense was in middle of the pack, 
they could be a you know eight and nine, nine and eighteen, uh, based off what their 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 defense is able to you know kind of uh, hold offenses to. Um, so I think they're in an actually better situation because now with, with with your biggest and brightest star out in Vegas, uh, basically saying other teams come and get me, I'm ready to go, and everybody know what the price tag for you know the same thing that. Um, Tyreek Hill went for last year. That package of draft, it's going to be somewhere around there to get uh, Devontae Adams out of Vegas. And so it's just looking at which teams, you know, have that that draft capital. Sean, you played in this league for about 10 years, and you know what it's like to be in the locker room. And is that part of the reason Russell Wilson favors, uh, fell out of favor? The, the team doesn't seem to like him. I mean, they're arguing with him on the sideline. He was sitting there trying to talk to him and putting the football over his face. So he's got his own damn office. Yeah. I mean, is there something? I mean, Joe Montana didn't have his own office. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have his own office. Tom Brady, I don't think, ever had his own office. He might have. I don't think he did, but he had his own masseuse. We know that. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has his own office. Did Russell Wilson come in a little bit, eh, a little high and mighty? Is that one of the major problems with that situation? Well, again, when you bring a first-time head coach, and I think Nathaniel Hackett, he just didn't know how to tell Russell no, right? When, you know, he's 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 got this elite, he thinks, Super Bowl winning quarterback coming in to let's ride and do everything in Denver. And, I mean, you're giving him all the keys to the castle, and he just keeps opening doors and keeps assuming more and more of the real estate. He had a birthday him. party, Sean, and reportedly only half the team went, man. He had a, I mean, I mean they, if they like you, though, if Mahomes has a birthday party, they're all there. Well, that's 20 some guys. At least it was, you know, double digits or something like that. I mean, you, listen, no, in no situation in any business, any team, any, it's never a situation where everybody likes somebody. Would you right? have gone to it if you played for the Broncos? I probably would have. Put yourself in that situation. Yeah, You're playing with Russell Wilson. What are you saying? I'm VA all day. I support my guys from the You played with McNam and said, okay, you going to support Russell then? Are you going to talk to him afterwards? Because some of the defense was yelling at him. Remember Purcell was yelling at him? What are you saying to him after a game? Again, I'm from I'm from the 804. I'm from Virginia. I'm an East Coast guy, right? And so uh, he went to um, one of those private schools around the corner from us. Not, then he played NC State and Wisconsin. NC State and Wisconsin. But – all are you, you going to yell at him, Sean? No, man. Listen, man. This, this, you get birthrights, right? 804 is 804. So I, I would I would be one of the guys that's going to be <laughs> Come on, telling man. him about, There's hey, a lot man. of good 816 people, too, but I wouldn't call him Ken, you know? I would let him know. I'd just be like, hey, man, like, listen, this ain't going too good for you. Some of the guys, uh, you know, don't appreciate the fact you're not, you know, a little standoffish and stuff. So we might want to start doing some weekly. Uh, yeah, Richmond, Virginia High School. He's from Cincinnati. Some socials. So he's not technically born in the 804. We went to high school there. Yeah, he did go to high school in 84. He went to a collegiate school. Yeah, collegiate. Private school. That's okay. You know, private school kids, can, they be all right, too. So, uh, Russ, Russ is good, man. Russ is all right. Like I said, at the end of the day, man, the, the head coaching position was just too much, at the, I think, at the time for uh, what that organization needed. And Russell was given the cape, told him to put the S on his chest, be Superman, and he wasn't – I mean, that's a whole lot to to put on somebody coming to a brand-new city. Uh, like you're saying, he's trying to get to know the team. He's trying to get to know the organization. they trying to get to know him. I think if everybody just simmer down a little bit and, like you're saying, find somebody, or like I was saying, find somebody that he has had some success for in the past, like a Brian Schottenheimer, and get some, some familiar voices in the helmet so he can listen to versus all the uh, negativity. I think it will be probably a good thing for – uh, Russ and for the Broncos. So if I were to give you the keys to the Broncos or Raiders, says Sean Barber, you're now in charge of everything. Yes. Which one are you taking? You got to pick one of them. Which one are you taking? I'll take the Raiders. Okay. I'll take the Raiders. 
because I know I can trade Devontae Adams and get a boatload of stuff. And, and there's great buffets and shows out there. Re- reset get the Bellagio Fountains. And Josh Jacobs is, you know, we got to get there, oh. get his, his deal redone. He's as good as gone. Nah, see, you, got, you, can't, you can't let everybody just demand their way out. So you got to, there's some pieces you got to. Well, he's a free agent. He can do whatever he wants now. Uh, again, you got to convince some pieces to stay. Uh, you, you're going to start back over the quarterback position. There's some young. I, w- I, would, I would definitely go get the quarterback from Tennessee. Uh, obviously, everybody Hit else. Hooker. Everybody else likes these, uh, the, the Bama and, and, and uh, Ohio State guy. I think the, the Tennessee guy is going to be the, the best out of the group. And he might be. I mean, Hinton Hooker is off to a great start. We'll take a timeout. We come back. Terrell Owens, Sean Barber. T.O., baby. About the same age. <laughs> Barber <laughs> played on the front and the back end when Terrell Owens was in Philadelphia. I'll get his opinion on T.O. next. Fesco in the morning, locked in, focused, and ready to go starting at 6. I get the bosses wrong all the time, too. I remember which one's on which team. Yeah. Right. Chubs are the same way. Chubs are the same way. Yeah. Um, where was I going with this now? I totally forgot. I lost you on yeah, Chubb, you, you, you did. nine-year-old. <laughs> Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967 on 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back, Jay Binkley, Kramer Sansone producing and 10-year NFL player. You know him as Barbershop Sean Barber. I've been talking a lot about you, Barber, on the 2002 Eagles team where Andy Reid, that one year he won Coach of the Year. You were second on the team in tackles. You had a monster year. Brad Childress on that uh, coaching staff. Jim Johnson speaking of Juan Castillo. Dave Coley in the, in the head coach on that team. John Harbaugh on that staff. Yes, Sean sir. McDermott on that staff. Ron Rivera Dave on that staff. Spags on that staff. Tobes was there. Assistant special team, right? Yeah, Dave Tobe. I, I, I think he's not listed on football references being there, but that's a hell of a staff. You were on that staff, so you know what, it, what it's like to put a good coaching staff together. Yeah, it was amazing, man, obviously being able to play for that organization. Um, it was an, another 13-3 season. Um, we struggled. I remember, it like, every, we, for some reason, every year with the Eagles, we struggled with the AFC South. I think we is that might have been the year we lost to the – uh, My things have changed. <laughs> lost the to the South. Colts. We lost to the Texans. I think we lost to the um, tight. I think we lost to all. You know, all three, three of the four, three of three of our losses. I think were against the AFC South that year. Well, I get Shop, confused. I'll ask you this question. So, <laughs> Terrell Owens. Yeah, man. To listen, man. Listen. Hey, uh, he, never he's forty nine. You're forty seven. Yes, never a team made a mind, but. But any, front and the back end, you were there. Any man who's who played in the league that long with so much consistency. I know everybody talks about he had a few drops, he had a few drops, but he had also some amazing big catches. Oh, he's right. He's number runs. two receiver all time, in my opinion. Um, I mean, just a phenomenal weapon to be used on the field. Uh, you can't take that away from him because of any of the off-field antics. And I call him antics because he, he wasn't out there uh, running from the cops and he didn't get a rep. He was just... He was a personality, a persona. He liked to do crunches in the in front of the media in the driveway. And in the driveway. He liked to, you know, chase the quarterback around on the sideline and and, and and you know and you know bother you know Donovan um during the Super Bowl. And so I mean, so it was certain things that he did that, you know, obviously as a as a as a teammate would sometimes divide and split the team. And that was the only, you know, negative to his career, I think, is that when it came to a locker room guy. Everybody who's played the game of football at a high level realizes that uh, a team that plays cohesively together will always beat a divided team. Even if that divided team is more skilled, 
has more Pro Bowl players, has great, better coaching. A, a, a team that plays together as a unit will always, at the end of the game, end up coming up and rising up and winning and beating that. that well, last, that. Year, last year, TMZ said he ran a 4.38 because one of his friends recorded him on an iPhone. Sean, I could get you to 4.38 if I was recording it because I just stopped, wouldn't stop it. Or I'd stop it a little faster than you got to the line. I'd say, hey, Sean just ran a 4.37, 4.38. He says his agent says he's been in contact with the Cowboys organization almost every day this week. Well, here's the thing. Jerry Jones' office. Well, you're talking to Jerry Jones or you're talking to his office because there's a big difference between you calling somewhere or someone calling you. Do, listen, Terrell Owens, like I go to the gym. There's guys you know, in their 70s, 80s, look cut up, ripped. Terrell Owens is a specimen. But yeah, father time is undefeated, man. I know Tom Brady keeps doing what he's doing at 45 years old. That That's fine. But Terrell Owens, yes. you buying that he could end up on an NFL roster? Well, I mean, what, what do we got? Two games left in the season, and then a wild card game, a divisional game, a championship game. I mean, five or six games. I mean, if, if you're going to limit him to 15 to 20 snaps, I mean, it, will you stay in shape? Could you play for the Chiefs for three games? No. Well, deep. Well, then you I mean you want to talk about? I mean, could I go cover some kickoffs? Could I? You stay in shape? Oh, you, you, barbershop do that. I'll I'm, believe you. I'm a pretty physical guy. Like the 12th guy. man at the a and Yeah, I think I, I, could, I could be a, a dime linebacker, play some pass coverage. I could cover a seam. I mean, you guys coach bags. I know how to All cover right. a seam to the hook, hook to the flat. There's the answer, Kramer. It's a, it's a progression. Let me get a hold of Spags uh, real quick. Yeah, we yeah. Should. Next time next time you talk to him, say, hey, you know, you you, you saw Barbara at the Christmas party. Yeah. You saw Barbara around. Do you think he can steal? Um, I got a little video I'll show y'all of, of me uh, in my linebacker stands kind of, you know, covering some ground and stuff. I I could probably run a four, four five, high four five right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm you serious, Clark? Oh, a thirty, right? We talking about thirty yards? Or four? <laughs> I, I was talking about a thirty yard dash. My bad. Four five. We're what about to think? go to the backyard and test this. Thing. I, I think. I think with Terrell, with his thing, you got to make sure that you, you know, they got to film somebody actually measuring from the start to finish, and then you got to have proof that he actually started at the start line. Because I've seen people do the video thing all the time where they say, all right, I'm running a 40-yard oh, yeah, dash. Yeah, yeah. And the guy's starting at like a 35. Yeah. And so they're only running 35 yards instead of 40. And yeah, It I mean, makes a big difference, like 38 yards instead of 40. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm yeah, saying yeah. Uh, uh, extra five yards, that you know, that knocks two. And yeah, you did it on an iPhone. <laughs> it's exactly scientific. Your, but, uh, I mean, I think he showed it in the run where he faced off against Tyreek Hill uh, in the offseason that he actually is, I mean, I mean, if he's not a four three eight, he's not a. Oh, he's fast though. I mean, he, I mean he's, he's amazing. He's definitely shape. sub four five. I mean, he, he's he's he has enough speed um, and physicality to get open. The problem is, like you're saying, at forty nine year olds, how do you recover? Could you, you know, could he deal with a a two and a half hour practice, you know, and, and and all the routes you need to run in practice to help work on the timing with you and the quarterback getting on the same page? And uh, I mean, you know, you're coming into a concept. Where I mean, he hasn't played NFL football in a number of years. How fast could he learn what you know the new concepts and you know formations and explosions and motions and all the things that you, you need to do to be effective? You can't just line up at the X and run nine routes, run you know deep comebacks and in routes and stuff. It's not that easy. Um, but hey, man, every, I mean, if anybody could do it, he's kind of built for it. So I don't know. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a zero chance. Maybe a, I'll give him a. Seven percent chance. We'll dive into more of the Kansas City Chiefs with Sean Barber, including how good this offense is, even without Tyree Kill. What it matters for coaching. We got Barbershop the whole hour. We'll take a time and we'll come right back with him. 
Fesco in the Morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. Please listen to our friend and all-pro defensive tackle, Chris Jones. Wake up with Fesco in the Morning, starting at 6 on 610 Sports Radio. And always live on the Odyssey app.